Welcome to Floods of Justice. This is Kevin Sage here with the Reverend Dr. Kevin Riggs, and we are continuing the conversation about the current state of affairs in this country with coronavirus. Stay tuned. If you have your Bibles, open them to Amos chapter 5, and I want to read verse 24, where the prophet Amos says, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, justice, justice. Floods of Justice podcast looks at the issues of our day from a biblical perspective without the labels. Led by Reverend Dr. Kevin Riggs, affectionately known as Pastor Kevin or Rev Kev, he is the senior pastor of Franklin Community Church and founder of Franklin Community Development in Franklin, Tennessee. He is also a published author, teacher, professor, activist, abolitionist, husband, father, grandfather, scuba diver, and coffee connoisseur, which is why this podcast is brought to you from the coffee house at Second and Bridge in downtown Franklin. Let's begin the conversation. Well, once again, we are actually not at the coffee house at Second and Bridge. Unfortunately, we wish we were. Um, we are not even in the same room on this podcast. We are six miles away away from each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're practicing social distance to the extreme. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How are you holding up? Uh, we're doing good, doing good. Just uh, hunkered down in the house, uh, getting out uh, to go to the grocery store, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. Well, How about you guys? We, we are doing well. Everyone is, is healthy. I, I think I've uh, contracted a bit of hypochondria. It seems like every day there's one little thing that I go, oh, no, do I have it? And I, yeah. you know, sleep it off, and I'm like, no, I guess I don't. Yep, uh, yep. I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. It's interesting times, man. It's, uh, uh, there's been a lot of uh, a paradigm shifts, I think, on how people are, the way people are thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. Facebook has been my nemesis for for a long time, and and now it's my like largest connection to everybody around me. My daddy's even on Facebook now, and he hasn't Uh-oh. ever. So uh, that that should tell you something. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's you know, I had a I had a situation a couple of days ago. We were at somebody's house. Uh, this may be a little bit too much information, but just the way things are different now, and. Uh, I had to go to the restroom, and I thought, well, I'll wait till I get home because I don't want to use up their toilet paper. So, you know, a month yeah. a month ago, that wouldn't have uh, that wouldn't have been in the equation of, of anything. But now it's like, oh, man, I, we got to we got to be careful. Yeah, it's all BYOTP. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. Well, we are today. What is today? Tuesday. It starts to blur when you never leave the house. You go. Yeah. What day is it? But it's <clears throat> it's Tuesday. Um, just to, to give you an update of, of where we're at here in, in Nashville, and we're just south of Nashville in, in Franklin, um, but we're kind of seeing the, the trickle-down effects of different counties ordering the stay-at-home, safer-at-home, shelter-in-home orders and closing non-essential businesses. But can you kind of give us a, an update of, of where we're at? What is this reality we're in today? Yeah, well, for us in Middle Tennessee, it's, and it's really kind of odd. I don't know what our, our – government officials are doing because um, they're calling it safer uh, in place instead of shelter in place because they don't want to quite take that step and uh, just make everything mandatory. I mean, they've, they've shut down in dining restaurants, uh, but you can still get carry out. Um, you know, they're trying to say just non, you know, all non-essential businesses, you know, work from home if you can. Um, but it's not, uh, it's not that full throttle, uh, lockdown that maybe you see in New York City um, and some other places, but at the same time, if you get out and drive around, it's a ghost town. I mean, people people are not out. If the if it ever stops raining, people are out walking, but uh, but there's just not a whole lot going on anywhere. 
And this is just really kind of surreal, I think, because it's, uh, um, you know, it's just no one knows what to do. At least that's kind of how I feel. It's like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, distrust going around. It's, you know, we're this age of misinformation. You never know what to believe. And there's people on every side of the aisle. I don't trust the president. I don't trust the media. I don't trust Republicans. I don't trust the Democrats. I don't trust, you know, you name it, another country, their experience, medical evidence or lack thereof. It's just everywhere you face, there's people on on every side of the issue. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, part of that is the day we live. I I wonder if part of it also is just the way all that started when, uh, you know, early on. Um, there was so much um, contradictory messages out there. You know, you know, the uh, one part of the government would say, you know, hey, be prepared, this is a big deal. Another part of the government would say, no, don't worry about it. This, it'll be over in a week. Um, you know, it's not going to be like it is in other parts of the country. And uh, and so now we're in it, and uh, and now you still have this. I don't know what to believe. Um, you know, I, I, I know some people who aren't taking it seriously at all. I've read some articles of a, of a megachurch down in Louisiana that still, you know, define everything and having their, uh, having their services. Uh, but yet I've read other articles of a church in Arkansas and a church in, in Georgia where in one church there's 40 to 50 cases of, uh, of people with, uh, with the virus. Um, and, uh, and so, and then, you know, one one medical professional will say this is going to take months, maybe up to 18 months. And then somebody else will say, no, you know, in two weeks, uh, it's going to be over. And a little disconcerting at the press conference yesterday to, uh, to hear uh, uh, the president just kind of uh, uh, ignore um, the medical professionals and the scientists and say that uh, in another week, you know, at the very latest, probably even next week, he wants to try to start opening up businesses again um and so it's just it's just hard you know it's like well if this is so bad why are we even thinking about doing this and so maybe it's not that bad but then hypochondria kicks in am i am i going to get sick and so it's still it's just there's no clear message to me and i think that's that's uh feeding into the fear and uncertainty there's just no clear message yeah well there's a uh matthew barnett uh is uh pastor out in Los Angeles at the Dream Center. And I was listening to a podcast that you had posted um, on Facebook last night from Ed Stetzer. Mm-hmm. And he uh, interviews Matthew Barnett. And for a guy who has worked in Los Angeles with the, the marginalized, with the poor, with the addicted for you know decades now, uh, even he was saying, I can't even put into words what I'm seeing out there. And California you know, is, is a week or two ahead of us in this. And they are, and, and, and he was still shocked um, yeah. at, at the lines and, and the way that they were delivering food and people, you know, it is a different world we live in instantly. Yeah, it really is. And that, that Ed Setzer uh, podcast or Facebook live that he did was really, uh, uh, you know, it was really interesting. You know, last, last week we had a CZ on with us and we were just talking about how churches are asking the questions of um, you know what this church look like in this new reality, and uh, and then Ed Setzer, I, I wish I knew the title of the. It's just a Facebook Live, so but just if you're on Facebook, you can uh, look him up. Ed Ed E D Setzer S T E T Z E R. 
but basically, we're asking the wrong question because really, the, because the crisis is not the crisis right now. The crisis is still coming, and um, and so the question is not how do we do church. Uh, the question is how do we join Jesus on in mission, uh, reaching out to those who are going to be hurting through all this. And um, and so it's like okay, here we go again, another change in how we think. Uh, but I think he's right. Um, you know that uh, um, even if this is not a big deal from the uh, physical side, if, you know, if the vast, vast majority of people who get sick get better uh, economically, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen. Economically is what I'm uh, afraid of. I mean, my, I've already started to get some phone calls with some people who need help because they haven't worked in a week, um, you, know, you know, and uh, and next week is April 1st, so rents will be due. Um, you know, utility bills are coming in, and, and by that time, there will be people who haven't worked for, for a couple of weeks. And uh, when you're living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, week to week, um, you're in, you're in trouble in a hurry. And uh, I, and it's going to be, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, to me, that's the crisis is coming, and it's going to be more economic, I think, than um, um, uh, than a than sickness or health. Yeah. Well, I, I thought Ed's. Ed description kind of, of of the phases of things was was very effective and that you know yes there's an initial phase of we got to pause we got to analyze we got to pivot but then you've got to shift into action like what are we what are we going to do to prepare for mm-hmm. things getting worse and if they don't get worse okay we're you know we're just over prepared no no yeah. foul there but if they do get worse and they're worse for a, a longer period of time how do we respond? Not just in how do we get our message out in church, but how are we how are we feeding them? How are we taking care of yeah. the, the sick? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's uh, I, again. I think that is the key. Um, you know, I, I have an aunt who lives in France who who got the virus and is recovering now, but the, it was scary there for a couple of days. Um, um, and uh, she posted something uh, about you know basically we need to really take right. this seriously. Um, and, uh, but she's fortunate, um, as far as she's recovering well now. And there's been a few other people who, who I know, um, who have, who have it. And, um, and so, you know, and then, then again, that's where some of the, the, uh, messages are coming across. I mean, you know, there was a, I can't remember if it was Governor Cuomo or just somebody else who talked about 80%, as much as 80% of the population may end up getting the, the, uh, the disease. A small percentage of them won't survive, but uh, uh, but that's a, you know eighty percent. Like wow, but is that true? And I, I just don't know. Um, but I think like the Ed Setzer thing is yeah. Now is the time to figure out okay, what are we what are we going to do? What are we going to do as a church um, when people are now going to start hurting and uh, need things uh, things from food to uh, to help um, financially. You know, and because I don't think we can count on the government to help us. I mean, they're they're trying to figure out a way to help, but uh, uh, but ultimately, it's going to be um, God's people um, stepping up and helping people who are in need. I think. Yeah. Well, do you have any thoughts on uh, let's you know let's look at just Franklin specifically. This is this is mm-hmm. our community. This is our circle. What what are you seeing needs popping up? What do you think is going to be popping up? And then how can people respond proactively instead of reactively? Yeah, well, I think, you know, there's always a need for food, and uh, the school system is, is stepped in and they're making sure that um, kids who aren't in school who depend on meals at school um, 
you know, have an opportunity to uh, get something to eat. So they're doing, you know, food deliveries, basically at bus stop um, for that. And then, uh, of course, our, our really good friend, Chris Whitney at One Gen Away is, is on the front lines helping with the food um, thing. And, um, and that's always, that's always going to be a need. You know, our county is, is, uh, is, is on up there. We're the second leading county in Tennessee with the number of the viruses and, and I would assume we're probably in the in at least probably the top 25 counties in the country uh, on how many we have um, per capita. We may be leading the country of, of how many cases we have per capita, and that's because you know we got a lot of people in our community who travel a lot for businesses and, and so forth. Um, and so if it um, if it gets worse, then, then our hot, you know our local hospital is not that big, and um, um, and so there, there will be some needs there, but I think long term, again, it's going to be people who need help um, with their rent, with their mortgage, um, with their utility bills, with their uh, hospital bills. You know, a lot of these people who are, um, you know, working in the in the food industry, for example, they they don't have insurance, um, and so if they get sick uh, and go to the uh, hospital. Um, they're going to get hit with a bill. And even if the government comes down and says, if you got the coronavirus, then there won't be a bill. You know, if they're, they may go to the hospital thinking that they have the coronavirus and they go through all the tests and it shows that they don't, they just got the flu and they'll get those bills. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's I, I think financially, I don't know, there'll be some people who just will not recover from this. And that's, that's where my concern is. Um, is how do we help those people who, who, um, are going to get evicted. You know, right now, no one's being evicted, but, you know, eventually they'll be evicted or they'll lose their house. Um, they're going to be homeless. Um, and uh, that that's where um, that's where the greater need is going to be. And, I, and I'm not sure if we're ready for that. I've been on the phone a lot and been talking with uh, with different people about how we can help. But, um, um, but it's going to be hard because then those, you know, I, I think everybody's going to take a hit financially. And so those who usually would be in a position to help aren't going to be in a position to help. And then those who need help aren't going to be able to get the help they need. Well, we or at were, least that's my fear. We were driving through an apartment complex a week ago and saw somebody's entire belongings put out. They were obviously evicted. And I, you know, mm-hmm. not that it was necessarily connected with uh, coronavirus yet because it it wasn't quite businesses hadn't quite shut down yet at that point, but just the timing on it, you see, oh, yeah. and where's, where are people to go on this? And Well, you know, I don't know if this, I don't know if this will bring, bring anybody comfort, but you know, to be evicted legally um, takes a while. I mean, I think renters need to know what their rights are. Um, you know, somebody, a land, uh, the land on the landlord can never just come into the house and move stuff. It has to be, uh, you know, a sheriff's deputy there serving papers uh, from that. And uh, so if you've been threatened with eviction, just hang on there just a little bit longer because right now the courthouses are, uh, um, aren't, aren't open or, or not, are not functioning at full schedule. And so, um, you know, there, there's no reason for people to be evicted right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think everybody needs to have a little bit of grace and compassion. and Let's get through this. And, um, you know, and, you know, next month or the month after, if, if, if people have to be evicted and start the process again, but, um, but, uh, but right now I just can't, if I was a landlord, I just couldn't imagine putting anybody out right now. I know. You just got to hold tight for right now. Well, let's, uh, let's take a little break here. Um, even though we are not at the, uh, 
at the coffee house. Um, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and plug their commercial. I know they they do have their online store open. So if you Google the coffee house at Second and Bridge, um, please support them in this time and uh, and support other small businesses that the are Floods of Justice to podcast is brought to you by the coffee house at Second and Bridge. Since 1904, they have stood at the corner of Second Bridge Street in the heart of downtown Franklin. Their house-made menu items are crafted with care and love. Baked goods are made from scratch each morning, and specialty coffee is always ground and brewed fresh. So come on down, wander the rooms, join us at the coffee bar, and find a space to enjoy the food, the drink, and maybe even a recording of the Floods of Justice podcast. All right, welcome back to Floods of Justice just continuing the conversation it uh it's a it's a very consuming situation it's hard to think about anything else at times yeah you know a month or so ago when we started the podcast i had a list of things that uh i let's, let's talk about these things and uh uh and right now it's it's really hard to talk about anything else um there'll be a time and a place for uh, uh for those other conversations uh but right now i think uh uh, I think this is it. As the hashtag is saying, we're um, you know alone together um, yeah. in this, and um, and it's, it's a great opportunity for the body of Christ to uh, to step up. I've been trying to challenge people uh, to you know what, call three people today. Um, you know, just just pray, say, Lord, who are three people who need a, a human connection just through a phone call, and to see who God brings to your mind, and just call those people and just say, Hey, I'm checking on you. Um, we'll know how you're doing. And, uh, uh, you know, those, I, those things are encouraging. I've gotten a few texts from random people. I mean, they're friends, so they're not just random people, but, um, just friends, just a text. Hey, just checking on you. How you doing? Um, you know, and, and, uh, um, and I find those that's comforting. It's like, oh, okay, we're, we're in this together. Everybody is, everybody is, uh, uh, doing the best they can, trying to make the best of a, of a bad situation. Yeah, well, I see a lot of people actually having fun at home, getting silly, getting creative, uh, and in uh, the video chats. I know uh, Franklin Community Church, our church, is going to be doing a Zoom conference uh, tomorrow night uh, to kind of connect uh, live and, and visually with our uh, brothers and sisters at church. Um, and I see other people doing it with their with their families, and they're loving it. And other people are saying, "Yeah, we've been actually doing this for for years because I've got." Yeah, family all over the world. So there, there is opportunity in this. Uh, silver lining is is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, and 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 thank God for the technology that we have, so that we we don't feel so isolated. You know, can you imagine um, back in um, you know the early early nineteen hundreds when there was a, a plague, or or even back in more ancient times, and you're just totally disconnected. And, uh, you know, may not see anybody for weeks on end. Um, so, so yeah, there is, there is that silver lining. Um, you know, we can stay connected if we want to. And, uh, and I just encourage people to stay connected. And if you know people who are single or elderly people, um, who may not have a lot of family around them, those are the ones who really, you know, really, really pray and think, okay, who is it that may be overlooked? And, uh, and, and forgotten and uh, let God put those people on your mind and then reach out to them and give them a call. Um, it would be my, my suggestion. Th- try to think of the people who may not have anybody uh, to talk to and uh, try to reach out to them and just touch base with them. Yeah. Well, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we are in middle Tennessee 
just starting this uh, shelter in home, safer in home for the next two weeks at least. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts on, I know you've mentioned, you know, calling, calling three people, but as we respond in, in the, in the short term, what can people be doing? And then how can we prepare for the long term when things are going to, to shift and, and we really do have to uh, move forward uh, in, in yeah, force, whatever that looks like. Yeah. You know, the long term really is interesting because I think, in a, in a lot of ways right now, this is all novel to us. And, and, uh, and so we're trying new things and there's a little bit of, uh, of excitement even in some of it. And I know some people have enjoyed having some downtime because we've been running so ragged. Um, but you know, two months from now, if we're still doing this, I think that's when people are going to start getting impatient. Um, that's when, uh, um, tempers will start to flare and, uh, and that's what we got to guard against and pray against right now in the short term. Um, a friend of mine up in the up in the northeast um, had a he put a thing out on Facebook. Uh, he lives in the inner city of Philadelphia, and uh, take this for what it's worth. But if you want to do something creative, um, if it will ever stop raining, we've had a lot of rain in Middle Tennessee. But if it would ever stop raining, go out at nighttime um, with some sidewalk chalk and write encouraging words on the sidewalk, uh, maybe a Bible scripture. Um, or something. And then when people wake up in the morning and look out their window, they'll see all these positive uh, things um, being said on the sidewalk. And I'm like, that's a pretty simple idea, but that's kind of, uh, that's, that's, that's neat. And it, that would be neat to do or, like or yeah, you know, or just as you're walking through the neighborhood, you know, try to talk to people, keep your distance, but, uh, uh, but try to talk to people and um, you know, let's, let's use this time to really try to grow closer to God and closer to each other. Because at the end of the day, that's all we've got. We've got each other. We've got God, um, and uh, and you know everything else. Obviously, we've seen we can change and we can lose things very very quickly. So, um, you know that's 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 what I'm encouraging people to do. Just just um, uh, don't forget other people. Um, but whatever you can do, bake a pie, bake some cookies. Uh, again, do a sidewalk message to people, um, or um, just. You know, find out if there's a need. I was talking with someone the other day. Hey, do you, is there anything you need? They told me something that they needed. And, uh, and uh, so I went to the store and got it. It was something, fortunately, that the store had. Um, and uh, and then find out where you can, you know, where you can plug in. Our community center is, is, a, is a hub. Um, there, there's lunch today that a group is providing for the neighborhood. And, um, and if you've got any things you'd like to donate as far as paper towels and, and toilet paper and things like that that people may need, uh, if you live in the Franklin area, get a hold of us and, and uh, we can be a, a place uh, to, to get that stuff out there. And, uh, and then just, just pay attention. And, you know, if you, if you read your Bible, do a search of all the one another statements in the New Testament. And, uh, you know, this is what we're to be doing for one another and start practicing those things, praying for one another, carrying each other's burdens. Um, encouraging one another uh, and all those kind of things that the Bible tells us to do, I think would be helpful during this time as well. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, I know you've been been doing uh, daily devotionals on, on Facebook live and um, do you, do you have any parting thoughts or anything that you've kind of been chewing on uh, lately? Yeah. I'm going to read a passage of scripture. um, And, uh, and, you know, we can, uh, we can wrap this thing up for today, but it's Romans. Uh, chapter 8, and um, uh, at the end of chapter 8, uh, Paul talks about how there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And uh, so that means 
our present situation that we're in, you know, no matter how bad it may get, um, you know, nothing's going to separate us from his love. And so Romans chapter eight, verses 37 uh, through about 39 says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, um, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so I find hope and courage in that, that no matter what the future may hold. Um, and, you know, really, we've always said that no one knows the future. But I think in a very real way, we're really realizing that we really don't know what's going to happen from day to day. Uh, but the one thing that we can rest on and be assured of is that God loves us. Uh, Jesus died for us. He, he forgives us of our sins. And um, and whatever happens in this life pales in comparison to what the next life will bring. Um, is what Paul says in another part of Romans. So take courage in that and uh, call three people today and encourage them. Great. Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us for this episode of Floods of Justice. Uh, we will be launching more. Who knows? We, we, we have a little bit more time. Uh, so the episodes may be coming sooner than they were in the past. But uh, in the meantime, um, you can stay in conversation on Facebook uh, with Pastor Kevin, um, with him on Twitter at uh, Riggs underscore Kevin, um, and on our website at floodsofjustice.com. Uh, keep the faith. Have a great week. See you on the next episode. The Floods of Justice podcast looks at the issues of our day from a biblical perspective without the labels. Join the conversation online at floodsofjustice.com or find the Reverend Dr. Kevin Riggs on Twitter at Riggs underscore Kevin.